Welcome to the Calvary St. George's Sermon Podcast, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ and Him crucified. These podcasts are recorded and produced by the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. For more information, head to calvarystgeorges.org. Well, those were certainly cheerful lessons that we just heard. I mean, my goodness, that first lesson, I can't believe we had to say thanks be to God at the end of it, you know. I hated all my toil in which I had toiled under the sun. I turned and gave my heart up to despair. Mortals, what do they get? Their days are full of pain. Their work is a vexation. And boy, that last line, even at night, their minds do not rest. (laughs) And then the second lesson. I mean, did you hear those words? Fornication, impurity, passion, evil desire, greed, anger, wrath, malice, slander, etc., etc., etc. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. (laughs) Thanks be to God. And then uh, the gospel in which Jesus in this parable, uh, God in this parable says to this guy, you fool. Well, I want to add another reading because those are so depressing. Um, So I'm going to turn to Psalm 139. You don't need to look it up. That's okay. Um, Because I want to add one more reading, and there's a a special reason why I'm going to do it. And I'm just going to read four verses from Psalm 139. Here we go. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I climb up to heaven, you are there. If I make the bed, my grave, my bed, you are there also. And here's the verse I want you to focus on. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand will lead me and your right hand hold me fast. Well, I had prepared uh, a sermon for this morning and I've decided to completely put it aside and instead just say a few other words to all of you and to me uh, as I'm prompted by uh, the horrific events of this weekend. Uh, The 30 who have died in El Paso uh, and scores others who have been wounded, and then last night the 10 or so who died in Dayton, Ohio, and scores of others who have been wounded. There's lots to be said about these shocking, horrible events I just want to make two small points for you and me this morning. And the first one has to do with the gospel that we just heard. Now, part of that gospel is simply about greed and Jesus giving a parable to make the point uh, that finally uh, our possessions are not going to be enough to hold back the tide. I mean, you all know the bumper sticker, he who dies with the most toys wins. And, of course, uh, it's not true. George Bernard Shaw once said the statistics on death are impressive. And uh, whether it's going to be uh, today uh, or many years from now, um, we will all find ourselves at one point um, simply being a memory for those who go after us in this place. And the parable is saying uh, that... um, You know, we just don't know. 
probably most of us here are going to live for many more years. But because of what's happened this weekend, the consciousness is raised in us that in fact something could happen five minutes after we leave this service or even during the service. I have a friend named Len Cowan. He's an Episcopal priest and he retired on the exact same day that I retired four years ago. Len and his wife Hallie had planned for years in their retirement uh, to have a kind of Christian mission in their home whereby people and groups would be invited to come and have conferences and stay and have it be a kind of a spiritual life center and they were very excited. On the day of Len's retirement, Hallie, his wife, was diagnosed with ALS. Lou Gehrig's disease. And so for the past four years, the plans that they had set were completely set aside. And Len's entire life, from dawn to dusk and beyond dusk, is completely devoted uh, to caring for his wife with that awful disease. You remember the movie Love Actually, starring Hugh Grant? At the beginning of that movie, there are a whole bunch of shots very quickly of people at Heathrow Airport greeting each other when they arrive in the arrival section. And while those shots are playing, Hugh Grant is speaking, and he's talking about the World Trade Towers coming down. And he is saying that as the towers came down and the phone calls were made between the people in the towers and the people they were calling, the conversations were not about building barns to keep possessions uh, or how the stock market was doing um, or all, any of that. The only thing that was being said in those phone calls was, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. And so the events of this past weekend in El Paso and in Dayton and the lessons this morning are saying to us, that all we have is love. Finally, everything else is going to disappear. All we have is love that won't go away. The love of God expressed in Jesus on the cross and the empty tomb and the love we have for one another. And so one of the learnings is that for those whom you love, today is a good day to say, I love you. That's the first point. The second point has to do with a place in England called Runnymede. Runnymede is a field about a half hour southwest by driving from London. It's the place where the Magna Carta was signed in 1215. And Runnymede is a beautiful meadow. In the springtime, there are lovely flowers, and there's a small, very attractive stream that runs down the middle of it. And on each side of the field of Runnymede, there are gently sloping hills that go up. And on top of one of the hills, the people of England have constructed a memorial. And it is a memorial to the RAF flyers, the flyers of the Royal Air Force, uh, who gave their lives in World War II in the Battle of Britain, mainly in 1940 and 1941, in the skies over England as they fought against the German Air Force. And the memorial is a marble wall on which are inscribed the names of some 20,000 RAF flyers whose bodies were never recovered. 
The memorial is of two marble walls that form a V. And as they come together at the apex, they are joined by clear glass. And as you stand there, you look through the glass down on the field of Runnymede. And as you look through the glass, you realize that there's some words etched into the glass. And the words are the ones that I just read from Psalm 139. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there thy hand shall lead me, and thy right hand hold me fast. Those RAF pilots took the wings of the morning in their planes, and their bodies now dwell in the uttermost parts of the North Sea and the English Channel. But the psalmist is declaring that as their planes went down and their bodies went into the water, that was not the last word. That the last word for those pilots was the hand of the Lord to take theirs and to lead them forth into new life. And so, for those who have died this past weekend in El Paso and in Dayton, and for those whose hearts are broken this morning, and for you and me, in the very midst of broken hearts, you and I are standing on the sure foundation that death is not the last word. If a light went out for all of the loved ones in El Paso and in Dayton this weekend, it was because for those who died, the dawn had come. And I'm authorized this morning on behalf of them to say to all of us right now, in the very midst of whatever broken hearts we may have here as well, Happy Easter, because love has the last word. Happy Easter. Amen. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast, produced and recorded at the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. If you feel led to support the continuing ministry of the parish, you can make an online donation at calvarystgeorges.org slash giving. Thank you.